whether you eat or drink. Whatever you do. 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 Or whatever you do. Do all to the glory of God. Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny. And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. It's now Saturday morning at 11.37 a.m. And we normally have this podcast to you at Saturday at 6 a.m., 6 a.m., something. But we've joked about how we were almost recording live when we would record on a Friday. And then I guess we're not recording live because... We don't know how to do that. (laughs) We're still recording it, not live, but... It's we are fun. now as close <laughs> to live, but it's, I guess if we were playing the prices right, we wouldn't win yeah. because we went over. We're not as close yeah. to 5 a.m. as possible without going over. We definitely went over, but we, we made it. We made it, and we are really just, you know, this is our life, and we are planning on hopefully not getting further and further behind and yes. completely missing. Chances are most that, of you listening to this didn't even notice that we didn't have it out at 5 a.m. I'm I'm curious. There are every Saturday morning by like 10, 10 a.m. There's usually like a handful. Like, like 10 or 11 people who've heard it. And I'm like, who are you people that you love us this much? And we love you, but I don't know who you are. But sorry that this wasn't there for you. <laughs> and we're just now getting around to it. But here we are. And full disclosure, we accidentally just had a whole entire conversation that we should have just recorded as our podcast. We sat here with our mic ready. We've had probably convers- been here for like a half an hour. Yeah. Had a whole conversation about ultra, uh, planning out when we're doing our ultrasound and then got into another discussion about ultrasounds ultrasounds, and finding out the genders and why it matters and why it doesn't matter. And we kept saying, like, we should why are we around. not recording this? But it also felt like there needed to be more background. So we're starting over Yep, with the record button going and we're going to talk about it. So if it seems like we have already talked about this because we just did, but we still felt like it was important. And so... I don't know if we've mentioned before that we are potentially trying to schedule out our ultrasounds, our our anatomy scans, Mm -hmm. to do them at the same time. We have a wonderful ultrasound tech that we go to. She does it out of her house, and we thought it'd be fun to, like, go with both of our families and do our, our... Anatomy scans together. And like find out the genders genders together. together. So it is taking compromise on both of our parts. Mine isn't compromised towards Abby. Mine is compromised with Chip because I'd prefer not to find out the gender at all after I didn't find it out with Deke and even really was 100% sure in my mind that he was going to be a girl. I mean, maybe 99% sure. And then Mm -hmm. he was a boy just based on what I felt like the yeah. pregnancy was. Um, but even after that, I 
feel like it would be fun to not find out again, but Chip would really like to find out. So I'm compromising in the fact that I'm finding out the gender. Abby has compromised in the fact that she would have already found out the gender. She would have done the blood test to find out at nine weeks. Yeah. My last three babies we found out at nine or ten weeks through a blood test that you can do. So in order to make it a fun event, because if you're not finding out the gender Doing an anime together, together is with all of our kids and... Doesn't really sound like a... It's not as exciting. So I purposely held off not doing the blood test like I would have preferred to do because I thought it would be fun to find out together because it felt like such a rare that we would be at this like close enough even in pregnancy this. to find out right. at the same time. We're kind of hoping to never be two weeks apart ever again. Yes. But I, yeah. So as we're trying to coordinate schedules and things with our schedules with the ultrasound technician and what would work out best, we're talking about the possibility of if it just doesn't work out right. to be able Do we to just not find out together. There's a chance that it wouldn't work out to find out on the earlier end. It might only, it might, it very well, there's still a very good possibility that we can, essentially what's happening is the ultrasound tech is leaving for a a period of about two weeks, which is exactly the time that is like the perfect window for us of the whole like 18 to 22 week. Being that we're two weeks apart. Right. So there's a chance we can do it right before she leaves And that's a good chance. We just haven't for sure heard back yet where Abby would be close enough to 18 weeks that it should be fine. Yeah. Or. We wait till after she returns from her trip. If we wait till she gets back, there's a very, it's, it's pretty for sure that we can make something work because we would still have like a few weeks. And it would be 24 weeks. Um. If we wait till after she gets back. No. 23? I think I'd almost be 23. I'd almost be 21. So I'd, I'd be 23. Yeah. But she said that she can do it up to 26 weeks, no problem. Right. So I feel like it gives us a, a whole three-week window after mm-hmm. she gets back to be able to plan something where before she leaves, I feel like it has to be very close to when mm-hmm. she leaves in order to make it all work out. Anyway, so we were talking about like, so what if... We don't do it before she leaves. What if we wait till after? Right. And then would I... The option is maybe one of us... Maybe I could get the ultrasound before she leaves and it would feel less, like, if there, if, if she doesn't have as much time in her schedule to do two ultrasounds, maybe she'd ha- still have time to do one. And, and then Danny could... does hers after she gets back. And the reason why we would choose to do it that way is because Abby is... Abby cares. Fancy <laughs> to find out. It feels like I've forced her to wait all this time. I know you haven't forced me. I know, but you still feel. A little feel, bit you forced me. I mean, I don't. I don't feel like I forced you because I feel like if you said like this really matters to me and I need to find out now, I'd be like, okay, well, it would have been fun to do it together, but I feel I, like ultimately you don't care. I feel like you, what it comes down to. I feel like it will be fun, but I feel like you care more and feel like it would be more fun because you care more about the funness of the gender in right. the first place. Yes. So I so don't feel like, like a bigger I don't deal. think it would be fun. I just don't feel like I'm the one forcing this. I feel like you're the one that feels like 
this would be so fun to do together and we're never going to have a chance to do this together again. Because I'm like, well, if I don't find out the gender at all, like, that's fine with right. me. Whatever. So. So then we are also talking about if Danny waits till after she gets back, then would I just do the blood tests like I would have done at nine weeks now? You know it would be like a really big plot twist in all of this? I like had already done the blood test at like... <laughs> 10 weeks and I've, like, like thought about it knew this whole time and was and you just were pretending like, like you didn't care do, 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 I don't even care and no but I definitely didn't do that I promise I know so. you didn't there's but, no way you could have I feel like I just don't feel like you could have so strongly acted like you don't care this whole it would have been so deceptive of you right not because I couldn't not do because it. I couldn't do it, but because, because it would, just it be, would like, be, like, too against my conscience yes, to, like, I mean. lie that strongly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, there's no way. In. But I've thought about, like, what if I'll just do the blood test and... You're like, I could be that big tell, of a liar. Not tell Danny. <laughs> well, I feel like it wouldn't feel, like, as big of a, like, not telling you because it feels... For you, it, you would have... You're going so on the opposite end of the spectrum of acting so much like you don't care. Yeah. Right, but if you still tried to keep it a secret and, like, we're doing a gender reveal ultrasound together and you had found out, <laughs> that would be pretty deceptive. And, uh, yeah, I agree. It might not be as, like, against your principles, but it still would be, like, kind of out outright yeah. deception. Sure. Anyway, you have any confessions to make? No, nope, <laughs> I kidding. didn't do it. I know. I can tell you didn't do it because... It still you, bugs me. You wouldn't. If be I did this, it, I wouldn't like, be acting twitchy. like I cared I know. at all. I'd just be like, "Oh, yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, find a way." You wouldn't be quite that whatever because then I would know. You would be like, "Oh, it's bugging me so much," and I'd be like, "No, it's not really bugging me. I can. It's really bugging you. You can see it in yeah. there. It is the fact that oh. be thirteen weeks tomorrow. It's like a whole month past when I." wonder what the percentage of people in the world is that doesn't have access to this type of first world richness we have. Mm-hmm. Who's just forced to wait to find out what their baby is because it's just what they still do. Yep. Probably a lot of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Abby's loving being in a rich country right now. Yep. Sorry. So, yeah, Abby doesn't know what she would do because... I feel torn in... If she's going to find out... I'm finding out by myself. By ultrasound by herself anyway, then she might as well do the blood test yesterday. Yes. Or tomorrow. But if I'm finding... If I'm waiting to find out that... Like, the extra weeks longer, that feels also torturous. But it feels fun to find out together because I feel like... A rare thing to get to do together, but I don't know what I would do. You remember how what when you had your anatomy scan with Graceland? Seventeen. Because you like were so wanted it early. Mm -hmm. Okay. And And your first ultrasound with Cade. Seventeen. What was the second one you did that like confirmed? Twenty-one. He was a girl. Seventeen weeks and twenty-one weeks. Okay. So what was the reason for? Um, the second one. I don't remember. I think one. Uh, I don't know. Because you didn't. One was at know. like a different. Because you didn't know why you were having the ultrasounds except to look at the gender. 
Yeah. No, one was at like a totally different. It wasn't at my doctor's office. The first one was. So I don't remember where. The first I was. one was at your doctor's or wasn't. wasn't. I don't. It might have been a. Was that the hospital? Might have been at the hospital. I don't remember. Huh. I honestly don't remember. But my so my last three. We found out early with the blood test, and then what how right. ultrasounds also to like to confirm at the anatomy scan. Right. But this also, I think we've mentioned this before, but with my second baby, I had two ultrasounds that said he was a girl. And then he was a boy. So there is a level of, I just really trust the blood test more. Even though I know, like, statistic-wise, they're probably equal. To do two ultrasounds. Versus the blood test. Like, I'm sure they're very similar and, like... Especially at this point, I feel like ultrasound technology, even though it was great... When you had him, Seven I feel like ago. it yeah. just continues to get yeah. more accurate. Yes, I agree. But there is some sense of, like, I just feel like I trust the blood test more than I trust an ultrasound. And because I know I'm going to get an ultrasound either way, that it feels like the blood test and the ultrasound feels super confirming to me. And so now she's trying to figure out, I mean, not right now, but she's been trying to figure out the whole time whether she'll do the blood test at all if she does the ultrasound. Even if I did an ultrasound, I'd be tempted to still do the blood test. Right. So. Yeah. It doesn't also help that my kids really wanted me to do the blood test and really wanted to, like, find out, like, through, like, what we did last time with Arrow with, like, a cake or something. So, every time we talk about this as a family, Gracelyn is always like, I can't wait to just done the blood test. I don't want to find out with the Browns. Even though I feel like she would think it's really fun, like, if we did it. I think she's just like me where she's like, I'd rather do it sooner. And mm-hmm. Maybe you're teaching your, lo- your kids a lesson mm-hmm. in patience. Yeah. Teaching myself. God is teaching me a lesson in patience. So, But he's we- not because, I mean, he is teaching you a lesson in patience, but... So the, the whole funny part about all of this is, is the fact that it's mostly Abby choosing to want to have to be patient to do the ultrasounds and find out together. But she's also acting like she's being forced into like having to wait to do the ultrasounds like, to find out together. Because if if we were Five weeks apart. It's all God's fault that he put us two weeks apart. If we apart, were five weeks apart. Then I know. It wouldn't have even been an option. It wouldn't right. have even been an it issue. And. Right. I know. I just think it's really funny. It was really like right funny. when I found out when I was pregnant, you're like, oh, <laughs> we can do ultrasounds together. And when I like, said that, it was like a very, like, oh, that would be fun. Like. But you didn't really care. And I'm like, oh, that does sound fun. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry that God and my suggestion have put you in this predicament that you have. And I feel like it's also then kind of forced Tim into, like, Tim has always been finding the blood test and has, like, loved finding out. Like, he's not the type who would want to not find out. But because the suggestion of, like, waiting and doing it at the ultrasound together has arisen, I feel like he's like, oh, let's just do that. So then... It's made it even more like, I don't know what he would say if he found out we were 
not going to find out till later, like if he would say to do the blood test or not. I guess that would be my answer. But yeah, that does, so then, does help to have husbands to make, guide these make decisions. some decisions for us in life. But anyway, we still don't even know the answer to all of this because of the fact that we have no confirmation of whether we're doing the ultrasound together mm-hmm. before our ultrasound tech leaves or if we're doing it after yeah. or mm-hmm. not or what. And then the other question we brought up is, like, why does it matter to find out what you're having? Right. It kind of led into I, – I was, like, what feels so torturous for three more weeks? Like, in my mind, it's very much, like, you're still finding out, like, well before you have the baby. So I don't understand, like, what makes it finding out at 15 weeks versus 20 weeks versus 25 weeks. And I think I've always just – Felt more like that than well, you And you've have. never, like, found out early. Like, that hasn't been your norm. I did. At the twins, I found out at 13 weeks. Okay. Um, and it wasn't, like, 100%, but it was... Right. The fact that they were identical twins and the ultrasound tech said on both of them, she felt 90% confident that they were boys, and since they're identical and they... She mm-hmm. felt that way with both of them, it felt yeah. like... I mean, it'd have to be pretty yeah. weird for them to be girls after that, but she said, like, don't go and, like buy a bunch of stuff and paint your nursery until your next ultrasound. But I think I had my next ultrasound like 17 weeks or something. The funny thing is I had genetic testing done and I'm sure I could have called and asked, but it didn't even cross my mind to, it didn't even. Did they have the like gender then? Cause they didn't with Graceland. Oh, maybe not. I don't know. But, I don't yeah, know. All I know yeah. is that they did like blood work yeah. and stuff at the same time and they did gender stuff. And I don't right. know what, or not gender stuff, they genetic. did genetic stuff. And I don't yeah. know what, but it wouldn't have even crossed my mind mm-hmm. because I knew I was having like a million more ultrasounds and I was going to yeah. find out in like another month for right. sure if. Yeah. I think for me, going through an entire pregnancy with Cade, thinking and preparing and like, bonding with this girl I didn't even want a girl like it wasn't even like I just really wanted a girl like I was surprised it was a girl because I I didn't know what I was having but I did it it wasn't like I was like dreaming of having a girl like it was just felt like my entire pregnancy all my baby showers like the nurse are like preparing and like bonding with this baby girl because that's what I was told I was having twice it was really hard to like then have it be a boy. Not because I didn't want a boy, but but because I felt like I didn't even have a pregnancy with Kate. Like, I feel right. like I had a pregnancy with Avalyn, and no. Avalyn isn't here. Yes. And I did, so... I oh, think- I totally understand. I think where my, where I've come from and where I've gone is, I agree with you that, like, when we find out the gender, typically then... We choose a name before the baby's born. We start calling the baby that name. We start praying for the baby by their name. Mm-hmm. We do develop a different... I definitely know that all of my kids that I had that I knew, in quotes, mm-hmm. their genders, and we made that decision, were very different than with Deke, who it was. I felt like a constant wondering and like kind of surrendering of like... I don't know who this is, but God knows who this is. And it's going to take me time to like adjust to whoever this is. And, and I can think about it and I can wonder and I can like strongly feel like one or the other. Mm-hmm. And 
And I really strongly, strongly felt like because of how my pregnancy went and different things that he was going to be a girl. And I feel like, but there was still the level of like a reminder that like, I don't know this for sure mm-hmm. for because I had no evidence to lean on. Right. Right. Other than just how I felt about things. It yeah. was all emotion based. No, like data telling right. me this. Sure. So as much emotional investment as I put into it, I still, there's still a part of me that had to guard against like yeah. knowing this might not be the case. And then he was a boy and I felt like it was easy to transition over because when you have the baby there, and I'm sure there was a level of that for you with Cade of like, where yes, you didn't feel like you had the pregnancy and there was like difficulties, but at the same time, like you never are sad about like, who I have. Yeah. Who you actually have. Yes. You had to go through more of a process of like, quote unquote, grieving. Yeah. The baby you didn't have. Right. And so I think there's a part of me that I don't have a conclusion and I don't think it's wrong at all. But there's a part of me that wonders, we were kind of talking about this, when you have this data that's like telling you things and you become reliant on it. It takes a it it does push us into this place of being reliant on that and making decisions mm-hmm. and and making emotional bonds. Like there's a part of me that just wonders, like, is that what is best for us to like? We because we can do something, should we do those things? And I'm not saying we shouldn't find out genders of babies at all. It's more the underlying like constant thing with like pregnancy and birth Uh that is like the big question of like we do we we have these technologies and it's like on what level is this like not good for us or like you know it's fine to learn to have to have patience or have a wondering or a sense of like, and that's the journey that I've gone on. And I don't think you need to go on that. I don't feel right. like, but that's, I do feel like with the three that I did find out at nine, 10 weeks, I did very much feel like I bond with them because we pick a name and we like know what they are in a way that, I struggle to without no having a clue. Right. I agree with that. I'm saying, should we have to do that struggle to bond with our baby without having that data? Like, should we, because it, I, I think the experience I had with Deke and probably why it makes me sad that I'm finding out the gender is because I had to work a lot harder to bond with him because I didn't have that information and I didn't know who he was. And I just had to bond with him as my baby, no matter what that meant. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it, it really pushed me to stop a lot more and actually, I know this sounds stupid, but like actually bond with my baby and like the unknowns of it, mm-hmm. like really take a lot more like, 
and it was it was like difficult because there was like then the wondering on both sides like mm-hmm. are you a boy and like is this what our family is going to look like or are you a girl and this is what our family is going to look like and yeah. like all of these things but it forced me outside of like this thing of like I know this is who you are and mm-hmm. put me into this place of like having to give up a lot of that knowledge and just bond with what I knew about my baby. And that was like feeling my baby move Mm -hmm. and like learning. I I felt like I took a lot more time to learn about like their routine. I'm not saying you can't do this when you know the gender and that you can't do this when you're bonded with them in this other way. And I think a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. I think for me having him be my eighth baby and it would have been a different type of bond, but an easier type of bond to bond with him as like a name and an idea mm-hmm. than to actually just bond with the actual baby inside of me. Mm-hmm. If that, I don't know if that makes any sense. It doesn't like, I don't know how well it like translates out from what I'm like trying to explain, but I think that's what I feel sad about like missing out on is I feel like I will just be less intentional because we're going to find out who this baby is. We're going to, we already know what their name is going to be, whether they're a boy or a girl, like most likely. And it will be harder for me to like, I, I can't explain it. There's just some level of like, the mystery that you... It's not that I love it. It's that I feel like it It pushed me to, like, let go of ideas about who they were going to be and just mm-hmm. let them be who they were at the time, like, where they were at. Like, I don't know. That doesn't sound... That doesn't make any sense, but <laughs> makes it sound like I'm talking about weird, like... <laughs> gender identity <laughs> things or something which is not that at all yeah but n- not even a little bit like yeah. don't misinterpret any of that, that but I do you say you don't like the mystery of it but I do feel like there is a I've sense. learned to love the mystery of it more so after going through it okay I feel like even with the whole like not taking a pregnancy test I do feel like you there is this way that you care more about not having outside data like a pregnancy but just or an it's just like n- this is all very new I know I know it yes is. it's where I'm at now but right. it's not I know it's not where you were at a few pregnancies right ago, so but- I definitely understand not being in this place yes but where we're at right now yes I very much feel like there's a sense of just like what do I need to let go of like mm-hmm. I think just uh, grasping this reality of like this is what's happening this is what's going on whether I know it or not maybe like a sense of needing not that knowledge is bad and not that we have to give up knowledge I think knowledge is a gift from the Lord and it's a good thing Mm -hmm. but when we start to like depend on it to a point that we're trusting in it's sort of like um the whole idea of like, I'm going to my first midwife appointment this coming up week. And unless it's really, really important to her, 
I'm not going to have her listen to the baby with a Doppler Mm -hmm. because it changes absolutely nothing about what's going on in my body. And for me, it wouldn't change what would happen if she couldn't find a heartbeat and I had lost the baby and my body hadn't recognized that yet. I'm at a point for me personally right now where I feel comfortable that I would continue to wait. Mm -hmm. And it would almost be more difficult for me to wait on my body to do things in its time if I knew that ahead Mm -hmm. of time. Sure. I'd want to just get the process over with. I just want everything Mm -hmm. to be done. And again, I don't even think that would be bad. But I feel like there's enough, there would be enough other signs of like, I feel like I'm going to have an anatomy scan at some point that would reveal it if, and if it had been that long, then maybe I would want to take some sort of action. Mm -hmm. I feel like my body would stop, like my uterus would stop growing at some point that would make me start to wonder. I feel like I wouldn't feel pregnant the same way, or I would feel sick, or I feel like there would be some other signs Mm -hmm. to make me, I think I struggle with like having this like more, fatalistic mentality of like things aren't going well unless I can be proven that they're going well. Sure. Mm -hmm. Like probably something's wrong unless I hear the heartbeat and know it's all right. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to try to shift this pregnancy into thinking like everything's all right, unless there's something that says it's going wrong. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's where the underlying challenge has been for me. And it's taken like drastic things to make my mind set shift to that because I want that to play out in my birth mm-hmm. where I want to believe and trust that things are going well until there's reason to think it's sure. not, mm-hmm. which is how I don't, I don't feel like that's how birth is typically approached yes, by the modern, much. modern, like, yes, it's treated like there's a problem. There's a major medical disease you have or emergency unless you can be proven that everything's going fine by fine we mean perfectly to like their textbook standards that that they've like calculated oh right like what a perfect heart beat should be what a perfect blood pressure should be what a perfect like gestation you should have your baby by yeah and so i think just really i've always relied on those things Mm -hmm. A lot. I think a lot of people do. I think that's what we're trained to believe. Mm -hmm. I think that's, and I think for me, it feels like God designed this well. Mm -hmm. And yes, there are problems and yes, things come up, but he's also given us a lot of tools to understand when a problem is happening Mm -hmm. that we can figure out without like their machines and their numbers and their data. Mm -hmm. And not that those, again, not that I would won't utilize those things mm-hmm. and not, but like, do I need those to be the thing to tell me everything is going right mm-hmm. all the time? Right. Or can I trust that everything is going right and that God created this life and is sustaining this life and is bringing me along in this? Mm-hmm. And if something goes wrong, He will give me the wisdom to know that, the direction to know that, the and and that He's graciously provided tools then to to assess those problems Mm -hmm. more in depth to help care for my body through those problems like I very much see the medical community as I think one of the things that's saddest to me about the whole home birth midwife like hospital doctor 
conflict is the fact that because approaching it from a mindset of everything's going well until it's not, and then we need help because it's so outside of how doctors view it as they believe that a lot of their tools and diagnostics are somewhat of like preventative care, like that they can somehow like assess things before, but even though in the reality rate and the infant mortality rate doesn't right. match up with that. Well, and even though the fact is like, if you're 12 weeks in, you go in and there's no heartbeat, like they, it's not like they could have done anything right. to prevent that. Or, you know, you're having early bleeding. They can't do anything. They're like, well, we'll just have to wait and see. Like, a right. lot of the things that you feel comfort in the numbers, there's actually not any other, like yeah. it actually just ends up if the things don't turn out, aren't, aren't showing as perfect, then it just ends up adding more fear and stress and worry mm-hmm. and anxiety, even when things end up being okay in right. the end. Yeah. They either don't end up being okay, which they wouldn't have any way. And, and they just can't do anything like, right. about it. Exactly. There's not like they can just... And I know that for some things that's true, but I think that's where I'm saying, I think what we've done is we've stripped women from assessing their bodies and 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 understanding when they're mm-hmm. feeling like there are issues. Right. Or and we've we put created... all of our like, hope and, and how things are going in the pregnancy by what they're telling us instead of what we're feeling and thinking... I remember having very much that, like, it was like a midwife slash OB appointment to appointment. It was like appointment to appointment. It was like, I wonder what this appointment is going to reveal and show. And it was like, I, I was never like coming at it from like, well, this is what I think is going on with my body this last month. Like, I need them to tell me what's going on. I need them to tell me now what's going on and what problems are arising if there are any. And because I have no clue. Right. And the the problem with that then is that when moms are assessing their bodies and do know, sometimes moms can very much feel like there's a problem and there is, and the numbers don't show it or the diagnostics Mm -hmm. don't come back that way. And doctors are quick to ignore those things too. Yeah. And tell you you're fine because their numbers say you're fine. Mm -hmm. And so what I was going back to earlier of like the, the problem between the two ideologies is that then at the times you really do seek that help and want that care and want that information, you're treated like you don't know anything. You're treated mm-hmm. like you have been negligent. Yes. Like you haven't received care. Oh, now you want to come in and get an ultrasound when you haven't been doing what you're supposed to be doing, even though you could have been tracking your blood pressure, your, your, you can be doing the exact same things and charting would, it. Yes. But because you aren't an OB or a midwife, it, no. the numbers don't matter. Even though it's not difficult to gain a lot of this data. Like, like step on a scale, check your own blood pressure, pee on a stick. Right. Get, you'll collect the same data that you collect if you go to your appointment. And sometimes I feel like, I mean, maybe this is arrogant on me, but I was going to say sometimes maybe even more accurately because you're able to know – you're able to do it in a way that is like y- you care skin. more about your body and your baby and right. having accurate numbers than right. so if they dip the P thing and it's supposed to be read within 60 seconds and they read it at 120 seconds because they got 
a phone call and yeah. now something looks off and they're like, oh, I'm just going to mark it as fine or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like if you're doing it yourself at home, chances or, are if you're taking those measures right. to do it yourself, you're probably going to be trying to do it accurately. Yeah. Like you're probably not going to be like, oh, I don't remember what that was exactly, but I'm just going to write this down. Right. Because you're only taking tracking the numbers because you're wanting to know the numbers, not just to mark off something off a list and a chart. Right. And I'm not saying that, the, I feel like there's a lot of good nurses that don't do that. I'm not saying that that's what I think happens on a regular basis. I'm just saying that you can track your own things. When you are tracking your own things, you're going to be yeah. most likely diligent and not like mm-hmm. just making stuff up right. for the sake of making it up. But anyway, so I think that's where a lot of it stems for me is just this idea of like, I need to rest in what God is doing in his process and Mm -hmm. his work. And so in a weird way, it carries over into like the gender and the ultrasounds and stuff for me that I don't think it's uh, just to be clear, like this is in zero way a sin issue to me, unless God has like convicted you that you are idolizing these things, which I don't feel like is at all the case with what we're talking about or anything like that. I don't, and I, even in myself, I don't feel like I was to the point where I was like idolizing these things and God really convicted me of the sin. And it's like, I needed to repent of like, not at all. I think it's just more of a conviction of viewing this as uh, what are the ways for me personally that I can be the most, um, intentional about guarding myself from viewing it in a way different than like God's design of it. And then like taking the personal responsibility of Mm -hmm. being intentional to know how I'm feeling, to know how my baby's doing. And it's just like one small piece of the puzzle for me of Mm -hmm. like that it, it forced me to be outside of my comfort zone and outside of like, those pieces that I like wanted to lean on, even though like the gender doesn't have anything to do with the health aspects. It was just another piece of like needing to be like, no, I just, but I mean, it was frustrating. Like the night that I was feeling awful and like went into the hospital and it wasn't, it wasn't, there was, I feel like I had, been intentional to be eating all that day and I was hopeful that that was going to make things better so by the time I got to the hospital and then the ultrasound showed things were better and like it wasn't a surprise to me that things were doing better because I felt like I'd taken the necessary steps Mm -hmm. to like yeah hopefully make things better but I also didn't feel like they were taking my concerns very seriously Mm -hmm. and I definitely felt like they're just looking at like their monitors and stuff and kind of treating me like well, just this paranoid mom like coming in and mm-hmm. not knowing like like yeah everything's fine like <laughs> not understanding like the experience that I had just had the whole day of like not feeling yeah. my baby and it feels so like contradictory because if I had been under like one of their specific doctor's care mm-hmm. And if I hadn't had the knowledge of like what nutrition does and like mm-hmm. hydrating myself off, forcing myself to eat when I didn't want to. And like, I really feel like I hadn't felt him move 
for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was really actively trying to get him to move. Like, right, drinking juice and, and putting like cold stuff on my stomach and like poking and prodding and like there was like no response. That's what really scared. And I felt a lot of pain in my side. Like I felt bad. I was like getting a headache. Like right. there was a lot of stuff that was like, if you were under a doctor's care and knew nothing, your doctor would say like, oh, you should absolutely go to the hospital yeah. right now. And yeah. and probably he wouldn't have been doing that much better at that point because I wouldn't have probably taken the steps to like give my body what it needed yeah. because I didn't feel like doing those things at all. Mm-hmm. But but what I had learned about like, and what I had known my weekend had been like of not eating and drinking well and mm-hmm. really pushing myself and doing a lot of things. You were 36 weeks when that happened with Deke? 37. 37, okay. I was 37 and that was that weekend that I like. It was t- a chili cook-off at church mm-hmm. and I sent my family and came home to, to be, be with, with me. You. And I was so thankful. It was like really hard to put taking all the kids to church and was going to the chili cook-off and it was... I was really, really scared. I was pretty sure that, like, how that morning went and mm-hmm. how, I mean, I couldn't get off my bed at one point. Like, I was in so much pain and and then not getting any response from Deke. Mm-hmm. I was, like, convinced that he was gone and that, like, the next few weeks were going to be really hard. And, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, thankfully, like everything ended up being totally fine. And, mm-hmm. but, um, and I've learned even since then, like, um, that like fasting does cause babies to be really quiet. Like, I think the impact that are those choices mm-hmm. like have, I still wonder sometimes how much, you know, how he had that cyst right at his cord insertion. Mm-hmm. And obviously it didn't impair like his growth at all because yeah. he was 11 pounds. But at the same time, I wonder, especially like at that point when he already was eight and a half pounds Mm -hmm. and um, needing a lot of nutrition and by me not eating and drinking well that weekend when I had been like, right, how much that I mean, I really feel like there's a strong correlation of like how he was then that day Mm -hmm. that like it really restricted what he was getting and Mm -hmm. getting what he needed and stuff. Because you know very well firsthand that, like, after that point, I became, like, crazily, like... Diligent. Diligent in eating, like, every single hour Mm -hmm. and really being careful throughout the day. And, um, but, yeah, it just really makes you wonder about but I feel like all of that was because I was encouraged to understand what's going on with the whole process Mm -hmm. and understand how a placenta works and I didn't know about the cyst at that time I didn't know about right so that was just that's just always been an interesting I still wish I would have kept my placenta yeah this time like if I say in my Delirious. In my dreamy, I'm snuggling my newborn and I'm tired. I'll save it in my freezer for you. Just, anyway. like, don't have them throw it in the trash. That was, like, the saddest reality to me. Like, the next day, like, oh. why did I have you guys throw that away? I wanted to look at that I feel like there more. is a level of, like, Chip just wanted it gone. And so I think you were just like, I have my baby. Go ahead. I know Chip doesn't want to have to, like, have it in the fridge. Like... Which I don't think he would have actually cared, but he was, it was just, I, I very much was in a like, yeah, not really thinking it through yeah. and not 
like feeling strongly in any direction and he did like he was like this is gross let's throw it away mm-hmm. and so I was like okay do whatever you want and I don't feel like if I would have been like no I really really want to look that can we please yeah. save that in the fridge downstairs he would he have probably, probably been like okay that's fine it's on but, the regular that you have other people's I know I know and fridge. he doesn't really care he just yeah just kind of grosses him out and whatever but yeah that was a sad sad day when I was Uh like oh and it was like there were cool things to look at and Uh I barely looked at it for three seconds and yeah but thanks for taking some pictures at least Uh that was if there would have been no pictures I think I would have have actually cried (laughs) I didn't cry over my placenta but yeah it'll be so interesting to see when we have our baby, like how close we have our babies. I know. We can talk about that on another, our, our wonderings and hypotheses and. Mm-hmm. We'll take our guesses. Mm. Well. Success. So we're, we're very different in this area. Yep. Abby's going through torture. I'm. Going through torture, having to find out. <laughs> Somewhat. I feel like. I feel like there's a part of me that's totally fine if it's, like, before she leaves and it's, like, on the earlier end. But there is a an aspect of it that's, like, maybe secretly all plans for ultrasounds will fall through. And we'll never actually get maybe one. They'll, maybe my baby will have their legs in crisscross applesauce and... I was thinking to, like, about like scoot their booty up into my rib cage and we can't find out at all and like I feel like could I convince like, Chip to like not get another ultrasound and be like well maybe you didn't want us to know so too bad I feel like you would be able to convince Chip of that I don't know if I could I don't he know he cares that much about finding out I have trouble deciphering but would you I want, think would you do so. another ultrasound or would you do the blood test I'd probably do the blood test okay because so you wouldn't have to do another ultrasound. Right, I don't want to have to right. do another ultrasound unless I feel like there's really a reason to like expose baby to more right. ultrasound. That's what I would think. That's why I wouldn't listen to the baby with the Doppler at my. Yeah. Did you listen with that? Yeah. Well, kind of. She did for a little bit, and she said my placenta was anterior, which. But we did hear the baby for like a second. A second. It like kicked the. Oh. Doppler. I'm like all right. Yeah. I like keep meaning to ask you that, like. But I don't think Debbie will care. No, I don't think she will. But I don't feel like I'm going to be able to hear on my fetoscope for a while. I I apparently can never hear on a fetoscope. You can. I felt like I I heard Arrow plenty of times on your fetoscope. But was Arrow's placenta posterior or anterior? I can't remember. I know I've had like half and half. Yeah, I can't remember either. I kind of want to say anterior okay. but I don't know why I want to say that I don't I, I really honestly can't remember but I know this baby's anterior do you usually not feel them as soon with anterior like it's, no I do oh. on the outside I can't feel them or see them yeah as, but I can feel them on the inside when do you usually start feeling your babies mm, I would say around 14 weeks mm-hmm. 15 weeks, but I feel like I've felt the baby a couple of times already. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I felt the baby, my baby a couple of times around 12 weeks and then not very much during my 13th week, maybe like a one time that I was like, 
I don't know. Like, yeah, was that a gas mm, bubble? Probably not. Maybe, though. Like, I feel like I was much more high alert because I felt like I had already mm-hmm. felt the baby. So I was like. Yeah. But I didn't feel as confident that it was. I feel a lot then, more confident. I, there was one time that I was like 10, 11 weeks. Mm-hmm. I think maybe 11 weeks that I was like, oh, was that mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. And there was another time. But then when Debbie was listening, mm-hmm. I felt it. Plus, we like heard like a, the, yeah. you know, uh-huh. I was like, oh. And then, but this past week, like throughout my 14th week, mm-hmm. like going into being 15 weeks, I feel like I felt it more clearly and then like this past couple of days I feel like there have been moments every day that I've like started to feel the baby and I'm that's always a fun time when you start to like it still doesn't feel like regular enough to like be if there's a day I don't feel anything it doesn't feel like and for like people who are like first time moms second time moms it's very common to not feel your baby at all until even 20, 20 or 22 yeah. or yeah. So don't feel like you're judging it based. It's, this yes. is like, we've had this experience and these feelings lots times. of times. And yeah. So just to clarify, cause I feel like it does make people worried. Like, like I haven't felt my baby yet. And in 15 weeks, but that doesn't matter. Right. No, that's not so. necessarily normal. Anyway. All right. Well, Hopefully next week we'll have it out bright and early for you on your Saturday morning. But we will here see. it is. <laughs> here it is a little late today. Enjoy.